0: the tights and fights podcast for over six years a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment
1: music plays, down on AE dubs, clap, clap. work your cares away, keep Phil Brooks the hell away, women barely play, down on AE dubs, down on <laughs> AE dubs, down on AE dubs. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Ring Howl, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. She's cool. She's cocky. She's rad. Danielle Radford.
2: Oh, I actually heard that. I heard that in the uh, in the song. That was great.
1: And the Linster Kelkin champion, Lindsay Kelkin, got the worker's belt. Congratulations. I'm
0: so proud. It's my favorite one. Also, good call on uh, cold reading that, because I've been sat yeah. staring at it yeah. for a good couple of minutes and could not work it out. So congratulations, <laughs> Julian. Congratulations, Al.
1: Available for hire at an ever-narrowing list of locations. Woo! Friends, we may have just seen the end of CM Punk on wrestling television. Okay. <laughs>
0: Why are you I, laughing? Why are you laughing? We haven't even just, started, and he's like laughing just, his back off.
1: I just, you know, there's a saying out there, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. AEW announced on Saturday that they have fired Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, after he tried to choke out Jungle Boy, but that, I think that maybe is not what happened, That or not, not that did happen, but I think that's maybe not the cause the cause was making tony khan fear for his safety and his life
0: <laughs> sorry no i'm laughing sorry and,
1: and was it jim Cornette, eric bischoff somebody's like my head i had sting try to pull my nuts out once backstage <laughs> of passion yeah. Cornette
0: beach. had uh had, would you believe Cornette had a lot to say about this
1: yeah of course Cornette, old who old i had muted in.
0: both the person <laughs> and his name for so yeah. long on twitter that it and, and somehow it still found me Like I don't know how yeah. The internet was like, no, I, we know you wanted this out of your life, Lindsay But guess what? It's coming through Tony feared for his life I don't know, man, like, Tony's been to a lot of football games Tony owns Fulham Like, I just don't believe If this is the only time Tony's ever feared for his life in a, in a professional environment He hasn't been to that many football games, is all I'm saying
1: <laughs> Can't fire the fans you can fire the players if the players come up and, and try true. to headbutt you in the in the locker room. I've never but been
0: I, in the Fulham locker room, so I can't speak to it. But I think they might try it now because uh, they just, know they can. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not to victim blame, because obviously
2: it was real traumatic, but I would very much want to know, like, what exactly does fear for my life mean? Yeah. Um, does it mean that he was afraid he would be covered by monitors or does it mean that all of a sudden, like you know, Phil Brooks hit him and it felt like a kiss. Like, I don't know what that means. There's a real you know? enemies
0: to lovers vibe going on here. There really yeah. is. There's a real Lifetime movie happening between these two. But, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's and, over. And, I mean, look, we yeah, we talked about this last week. Obviously, once it gets to the point where it gets physical and you're, like, choking Luke Perry's kid while... Tony Khan is, like, balled up in the corner, like, wondering how it got this way and if Daddy thinks it's his fault. Like, something had to be done. And obviously, like, keeping him on, it, it just opens up such a, like, legal liability for them yep. and for their companies and you can't have someone who it's been documented has gotten into fights with people especially like someone who then is also willing to say you know according to reports like fuck this i hate this place <laughs> 10 seconds before his very expensive music is supposed to go right. off that's not great also, it's
0: one thing to have like behind closed doors fisty cuffs with people that run the company it's another thing like you say to just put luke perry's kid in a headlock in front of dozens of witnesses who all have cell phones. Like, cause you're not telling me someone didn't get it. I'd love to see the NDAs that have been running around for that footage, cause you know it exists. You know it exists.
2: According to multiple sources, it exists there is footage like someone and it could be I I wonder if it was one of those things where it's like because of the show that it is they probably also had a bunch of cameras in back for like a documentary WWE 24 style right? thing exactly.
0: yeah because they have a behind the scenes show they have that
2: so so not only was it that I also don't think whatever footage it was was sneaky I think it was like <laughs> the cameraman that was hired to be there with their huge fucking camera and probably
0: speaking rig. directly to camera. Like, are you getting this? In the boom mic? <laughs> He's like grabbing and pulling the boom mic down. He's got a new pipe bomb for you. Oh, oh, Philip. I thought better. You know, I didn't. You, I can't even finish that sentence. Yeah. I didn't think better. You, you,
1: in, a, in a movie that only gets longer the more times you watch it, there's a famous quote, which is, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I, f- I feel like at this point, maybe it's not fair to say this because I definitely see a good share of people online defending him but I don't know that there's much he could do you know when someone literally has built a cult of personality around themselves there are people who at best like their best version of reaction to this is uh, he definitely had to go but I'm glad he was here for what we got from him Mm. my feeling personally is that it was a huge mistake to bring him in and play stupid games win stupid prizes I put a ton of blame on Tony Khan. I put a ton of blame on the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I do not think they're blameless in this at all. I think that it's hideous to me that they hold the titles that they hold in the company if they even do. It's hideous to me that they make any more money than any other talent in that company should. Because clearly they take no responsibility for things that happen. And that is just poor business sense. And they are talented to different levels that that in my opinion that i enjoy from them and that's just a personal taste but i think it's proven that they are not good business people and sad to say that cody rhodes was the only one that he got sort of hung out to dry because he was the only one trying to be the business person there and clearly that wasn't gonna work so then what happens tony comes in He tries to run the company, but obviously he can't because he is a money mark. He's a money mark. That is all he is. No more, no less. You
0: can't be a boss and you can't be one of the boys at the same time. That's what we're Mm -hmm. learning, right? And like we've talked about this a million times. This is where WWE will always have an edge with that character and that position because the people that run... The business who are also on screen do not give two fucks what anyone thinks about them. They don't care if Mm -hmm. they've got friends backstage. They don't care if they've got friends at home. They are happy to be the villain. They are happy to be the boss. Uh, There'll be an on-screen villain and they will happily also serve you your severance papers on your wedding day to tie this in nicely. Although that was a coincidence. What a coincidence. But Tony... Multiple people can be fucked up. Right? Yeah, two things can be true. Um, Apart from being the boss and being one of the boys. And Tony, like you say, Hal, he's a money mark. He is a boy who loved wrestling. He is the boy who loved wrestling, uh, who had enough money to make his dreams come true. And look at those dreams now. Like, honestly, if I were him, I would honest. I mean, I wouldn't, because like, who could imagine what it's like to be in that little brain? I assume it's like one of those little circus cars going around, just like, because if I were him, if it were me, I would want out of this. Because I love, if I love wrestling that much, and it was bringing me nothing but all of this drama and stress and left me cowering in a corner covered in monitors, I'd be like, I just want to be a fan. I just want to love this thing. But he's not going to do that, obviously. Obviously. Uh, but that's just me. I would not want uh, the pet doggy that I bought from... That I picked up from the rescue center to bite me again and again and again. But Tony loves getting bitten, it seems. So, go nuts. Go nuts.
1: And really, who suffers the most are not... are the. Surely the fans don't get what they should. Because it seems like the common critique even from those who love the product was these matches are great there's no they're like there's no build to them at all yeah so when it comes to storytelling they're really bad or not as good as they could be given the level of talent they have and they have a ton of talented people but when you have nobody with any business or horse sense running a company this is what you wind up with
0: yeah I mean, the people that love them, love them, right? Like, and I, I, like, we've all yes. said, and all of, like, how MGF just very recently said, it's like, as you put over last week, everyone's making more money. Everyone's being pushed to be better. We love that there are more jobs in this industry that we love. Yes. I mean, not to be f- Pollyanna, because I had given up, and I don't watch it anymore. And I tried to get back into it several times, but it just makes me feel bad to watch it. It makes me unhappy to watch it. So I don't watch it but i've always sort of hoped that it's gonna come good (laughs) like there's still part of me that's like you know what they will get the right team and eventually four years isn't a long time it's a baby and they are still figuring it all out and there's a lot of talent and a lot of people and it takes Mm. time for a company to grow and i've seen startups you know it's same in publishing i've seen small publishing companies start and then within 10 years they're amazing but the first few years you're a bit like oh i don't know about this um, I'm starting to feel less and less like that could happen and more and more like it's just gonna sputter out.
1: You have to have a a core of people who are driving it forward and you, yeah. can, you can have changes around it. What I, what I was gonna say before I realized I, I family circused myself across the street and went away eh. from my point, which is the people who are really suffering outside of the fans are all these incredibly talented people yeah. who have very good matches. If you like watching John Moxley get a railroad spike put in his eye. You were thrilled. If you love the MJF Adam Cole stuff, you were thrilled. But nobody's talking about that.
0: Yeah, nobody's that's, ta- that's, no- that's nothing, a bummer.
1: Nothing that they have done in that ring or on that program, including the Me and My Shadow, which was probably the one thing that maybe broke out a little bit, nothing that they've done has held a candle to the backstage drama. That is what comes out of that company and gets around more mm-hmm. than anything. Outside of if you are, you know, like I- I'm a WWE fan, admittedly, so I could sit there in the echo chamber and go like, everybody's talking about, you know, what a Raquel Rodriguez. That's <laughs> not true. Very, very few people are probably talking about her. But I'm together enough to know that's not making it outside of the echo chamber. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, that like their reputation is is a toxic locker room, and. I still think the only way you have a chance is to have somebody in charge who has a better handle on branding, specifically for a wrestling promotion, and someone who, either at the management level or in the locker room level, can be the sheriff there's no sheriff there no so everybody's just running around like a bunch of outlaws
2: yeah it's kind of uh it's a bummer when you have a bunch of wrestlers who are also executive vice presidents and none of them are clearly none of them are like locker room leaders nor does it
0: seem they have any interest in being so no the, the executive vice presidents are not yeah. executive vice presidenting that seems to be it doesn't feel issue. like
2: they're interested in it which which is like okay then don't You know, then you need to put people in those positions who do are interested in that kind of thing. Like, there's no reason why the closest person you have to an HR rep was not allowed in one of your show's locker rooms. That can't happen. And they need, if Tony's not going to be the bad guy, then he needs to hire someone who's going to be the bad guy. He needs to get a Carano. He needs to get someone who is going to do the dirty work for him. Um... If that is going to be the kind of boss that he wants to be, where he still wants to be everyone's friend, you can do that. You just have to hire someone whose job it is to give the hard news and to be
0: the hard ass about it. Yeah, maybe don't spend imagine? all your money on the boys. I mean, on one hand, I do get the EVP thing because it's like they handed it to him, right? They were the ones that tied this all up in a bow and gave it to him and without the box. Yes. And Tony, there is no AW. So sure, figurehead roles, figurehead... Cash to say thanks for my present. But, like you say, that's fine, do that. But someone else has to do that fucking job. Someone else has to do it. I'm very good friends <sighs> with my former HR rep, but I will say we did not become friends until after I had left the company. Uh, of course. <laughs> because she is. can be friends with an HR rep at a company.
1: <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Their, their job is to stand up for the company. Anybody's working a corporate job, that is HR's job. Yeah, they are, don't go
0: to yeah. HR and expect them to look after you. It's a job to yeah, look yeah, after yeah. the they're, company. They're
1: thinking, like, will this be a lawsuit? But it, wouldn't it be <laughs> – I just had this dream – <laughs> so I hired someone to run the company It's going to be great He's uh, I, I gave them full control over everything So I can just come back here and hang out The first thing that person does is You're barred from the every arena we're in And you can't be on TV anymore I'm in charge You just sit at home and make checks And you can send us ideas That'll go straight to spam
2: I will say One thing he can show up for Is like what he did this week Where he was like Let me go ahead and absorb all these booze like, let me just be the face
0: for. Yeah, all but also of these let me practically cry at the end of it. I don't want this to be Lindsay yeah. shits on Tony, like, because that. like I do that enough in my own time without wasting other people's. Um, but like, I mean, the end of it where it was like, I if I let you down, it was never my intent. And it's like, well, it it wasn't. It wasn't, was it? Because you did make these decisions, um, so you may not have intended it, but you did enable it, and it was inevitable. It was inevitable. we knew the dolly was cursed i'm not doing a rehash of last week but we knew the dolly was cursed and you said let's play with him anyway and now the dolly got fired and now the dolly i was gonna say has nowhere to go but is that true will that be true who wants to play with the dolly now
2: i i think he i honestly like wwe that's not gonna happen just because like People talk about um, best for business, but like best for business only works if the person that you're doing it with is more about business than they are about petty shit. If they're like willing to do, like willing to work and work in both senses of wrestling work and someone who uh, could go into business for themselves at any point. The McMahons are too, they're they're too control freaky for that. NWA, if he were to, and I, I mean, who knows? Because obviously NWA... Um, I think ha- carries with it a stigma now because of like some of the folks who work there and past champions. But I would say if, you know, if Billy decided to open up his pocketbook and he decided he wanted him a CM Punk, he would get a CM Punk.
0: I think Punk would go.
1: Yeah, I'm It's about it.
2: whether or not they would want to do that. And also we don't know like what the
0: terms of Punk's exit look like or any of that I stuff. I think they look what his like money, 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 money into his pocket. Yeah. I just, I I'm would sure. never say never on him going back to WWE just because... Like I, I agree with you completely, it would be a terrible idea and and I don't think it's top of anyone's agenda but I also... It, it Maybe later but Do not I mean? right now. I, I, yeah. I know a lot of yeah. people are, are running on spite on both sides of this <laughs> you know. and it's like, punk's running on spite McMahon's are running on spite. Everyone wants to spite everybody. And as someone that comes from a family, uh, that is, if you look at our chromosomes, there's like a whole bunch of spite in there. It's like genetically coded <laughs> into us. Uh, I recognized it immediately. I was like, you know what? It It's not whether or not they like him enough. It's whether or not they hate the other side enough. And I think there's a lot of people in the industry who run on, do I hate the other person enough to mm-hmm. fuck this up? This is one of those fun graphs of fuck around and find out, right? Like, Tony fucked around and found out. Uh, Does anyone else want to fuck around and find out? Maybe. Maybe. Not right now, but maybe. And there's a lot of money on the table for Punk Seth after Seth openly (laughs) called him a cancer.
1: (sighs) I think that that, that WWE is doing a decent job of moving out of, creating sort of a new era. Like that's just sort of how it works. Some mm-hmm. people stay around. Some people are multi-era performers. John Cena is one of those guys. Obviously, he's back for, for a a strike run, for a limited time. <laughs> he'll he'll last as long as the as those late night hosts that are all doing a podcast together, which I find <laughs> charming to raise money for their crews. Really, really smart. Cruise. All the all the late night hosts together raising money for their crews. Super smart. Love that they do that. They, they've done a good job of creating this new era and these new stars. And and I think that Payback, I'm really, uh, just to shift over and talk about this briefly, because we did have a, another premium live event uh, mm. where nobody, as far as we're aware, threatened anybody physically or choked anybody <laughs> backstage. As far as, fired, <laughs> yeah. far as we know. As far as we know. I think that they they have done a really good job, and, and I have read and who knows if it's true or not, that they're mindfully making, outside of the Big Four, they're making them compact and doing fewer matches that get more time. And so, you know, I mean, you could have had the Gunther-Chad Gable match, which seems to be the start of a program rather than the than the end of one, which is really exciting because they're both fantastic and obviously they blew the roof off of the place in Raw, but they get their own main event period. If you had put them on payback, It would have made the show feel too short. Everything suffers for time. And I think they've done an excellent job of keeping things going so that when other matches show up later on on a a PLE card, it makes sense because they've been building it. They've done a really excellent job in this Hunter era, especially like the times that Vince has, has either convalesced or legally had to stay away they've done a really good job of keeping things going I thought I thought that payback was a fantastic I mean, uh uh show especially the Trish and Becky cage match oh
0: my God where did what that come hell? from where did that come from where's that energy that been? was
2: yeah holy moly when it first started I was like this is gonna be rough and then like I'd say Trish. Had shaken off. She shook off most of it when she told that dude to shut the fuck up. And then (laughs) she shook off the rest of whatever it was within like three minutes. And I was like, oh, damn, look at
0: Trish. She's Spider-Man. Yeah, Trisha went out there to kill herself and did not care if that was how it all ended. I've watched it three times. I've watched that match three times because I watched it once when it was live. I watched the whole thing again with Jeff because he was out and missed it. And then I watched that match again yesterday. So like, holy shit, it was good and sorry to everyone that had to follow it right up until the tag match and the whole thing was great like you say how but like i was in shock i was in shock all all the way through the austin theory Rey mysterio i'm like is this still on are we still are we still going you didn't just cancel the rest of the night cool go nuts (laughs) wow they were amazing i'm so happy i'm so happy they got that moment because the crowds have been so lukewarm for this whole program
1: that program has felt too long for a while like it it was cold and then they didn't really heat it up and they took time off, which is never good when you're trying to get it going. Like it didn't make us want to see it anymore and then it felt like we were seeing it too much. But this as an end, like it did so much. Number one, it helps. If the match hadn't been good, I don't think it would have hurt Trish Stratus's legacy no. because no. you can't touch what she's contributed to professional wrestling and more specifically women's wrestling. But for her to have a performance like that, after that much time away from the ring, like she looks like she's in the same shape that she was when she was competing regularly, yeah. which is mm-hmm. also like when you're like the queen of yoga in Canada, I guess that helps <laughs> yeah. Yoga and Pilates. But they they both looked fantastic. Becky can always have a great match. But Zoe Stark, like, they they used that program to make her a star, and guess what? They did it. Like now she's like she's compelling. And I hate to say this in an either or way, but I'm just comparing it in a way that Raquel Rodriguez is not. Yeah, I do not buy her yeah. as a baby face. She needs it makes a heel me run. So
0: mad. I, I really loved her in NXT. I'm yeah. Like, did I? I know. I I know. I liked her more in NXT than I like her now. That is so she colored a, my hindsight to NXT. Where I'm like, I loved her in NXT. I'm like, wait. I don't know if I did love her, but I know I don't like her now. Because uh, I feel absolutely nothing. Nothing. <sighs> thing make it stop
2: the magic of an nxt to main roster move it always it feels a little gaslighty like why (laughs) did i like this and then you go back and you're like because it was presented completely differently that's why i liked it but you know main roster got a gaslight gatekeep girl boss every time they bring someone up from nxt and makes me think i'm crazy i'm not crazy y'all are crazy
0: (laughs) i mean stop looking up the stuff i like they think they were gonna get a bianca out of her did they you know because like when bianca first came up as a face and we were kind of like i don't know about this but like bianca has charisma just like extra charisma hank falling out every time she goes to get something out of her pocket like more charisma falls out Mm -hmm. raquel's great she's not she's not bianca um and you can't just it gets to a point where you can't just keep hoping for the best uh like send her out there smiling again and let's hope for the best put her with another tag team partner and hope for the best put her in a title match and hope for the best like maybe maybe we try something else in a little high pitch just at some point you have to
2: or else it just winds up being like lacey evans all over again where like she comes back once a quarter with like (laughs) something that we're like i get it you're in the marines but like okay now you're in the marines but you're classy now you're in the marines but you're sad because your family is bad i don't need to know that uh, now you're in the Marines but you're nice and now you're in the Marines but you're Sergeant Slaughter I, I mean, don't know you where. missed out <laughs> now you're in the Marines but you're fucking
0: Ric Flair which I really yeah, that's right, right, right my favorite part right. of Lacey Evans yeah. uh, goodbye Lacey Evans we hardly knew you uh, gone back to my... our home planet uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are never to be seen again
1: poor Poochie she died on the way when <laughs> well, Lacey exploded. Evans isn't
2: on screen everyone should be asking where's, <laughs> where's Lacey, Lacey, Lacey Evans, Evans?
1: My memory of Raquel Rodriguez in NXT is that she came in as Dakota Kai's heater. Like, she was yeah. her bodyguard. Yeah. So she was a heel. She was, a she was She's physically impressive. Like, between the ropes, definitely has it. It's when she talks. I don't buy her. I don't buy this smiley. No. And this,
0: they keep you know, this doing is, this thing where they're like, oh, they have everyone say, oh, it's the closest to how she is as a person. This is how she is as a person. Yeah. This, and I'm like, great. Awesome. Love that for her. Love that yes. she's chipper don't love it as a character because you know what it's not a character it's not a character it's just smiling it's that plus thing
2: it's that plus thing that's why when bailey stopped being that plus thing and just started being that we were all like "Eh." and then she turned heel and we were like yes even though bailey is still that person on the inside uh but we'll let pam be pam and let bailey be badass
1: and it made her better. She's so much yep. better, even as a heel now. She's better than she was as a heel then. Like it's just yeah. unlock. It unlocks skills and abilities that will feed you into your next face run. And True it's story. crazy to think of how uh, they they need her to be the face because she's the only one who you think could viably beat Rhea Ripley, who uh, just looked so great. I, I was gonna wait to put this over during the three count, but her. Her nod to China and her gear. Oh, was oh my so God! I nearly
0: wept. I nearly wept. Yeah. Oh. And it's Beautiful. like
2: almost perfect too. Mm-hmm. Like down to like the studs on like her panties. It all yeah. oh, and her hair. I didn't even realize like that was what her shadow right? was going I hadn't to be. realized,
0: and that yeah. it made me so happy. I yeah. love yeah, that like woman. Like that was what she was doing. I with would her die for that woman. And, oh, Your Honor, I just, love her.
1: She's just great. The tag match was outstanding. Oh.
0: Incredible! Great
1: choice to take the belts off of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It had like they're fine everything, Adam, yeah. everything you need. Yeah, was, the belts were going to stagnate on them because yeah. they're not tag team wrestlers. Like they're fine representatives for any title because they're both spectacular. But it's time for them. I think it might be time for them to fight one another again. Like maybe we're it's ready about, for that. It's
0: about fight <laughs> forever, O'clock, isn't it? <laughs> I don't it's about like, damn time. Ever yeah. want I only want to see them holding hands at the zoo.
1: <laughs> that's all I want They still will You can still see I that I know
0: I know um, but, <laughs> You just have to go to Instagram
1: I know I love but it was so good Them having all the belts Like you need to yes. Keep swerving us into thinking That it's time for Finn To leave the group When it's not yet This wouldn't have been It wouldn't have made sense For this to be the thing That breaks them up That they couldn't Close the deal And them all having Having gold together Is That's That's That is the Kiss of approval For any for any faction. Yeah. So it's nice to see them get that.
2: How fucking wild is this? So Judgment Day starts and it just seems like it's like, okay, well, Edge is back and they need to put some people around him while they figure out how much of a neck he has left, right? And so they're doing it and we're all like, eh, it's all right. And then the Dominic, all of it happens and we're like, what the fuck is happening here? And then like between that and where they are now and the fact that so much of their success is because of dominic fucking mysterio (laughs) how wild is that and i love that everyone's always like well you know the great thing about judgment day is there isn't a leader the great thing about judgment day is that there isn't a leader (laughs) and then finally last weekend on commentary they just up and fucking admitted if mommy's not happy no one's happy what does that sound like to me that sounds
0: like the leader of the fucking judgment day to me i mean dominic did tell jay that there's no leader still on raw this week but That's just Dominic Mm -hmm. trying to put himself over.
1: (laughs) Mommy told him to say that. Mommy
0: said, It's okay for you to tell him I'm not in charge. He'll learn when he gets here. Uh, Oh, it made me so happy. Remember when they lost every fucking week? Remember when they literally could not win? When they could not Mm -hmm. just get a win for love, no money? Uh, Oh, it made me so, so happy. And that match was amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God. I storytelling from start to finish so even the silly moments like with the hockey stuff and I'm like what are they doing why yep. are they why are these three just having a lovely that chat that was so cute like, they're That's putting adorable. on adorable hockey gear uh, Kevin Owens risking life and limb for the full Shane McMahon I I can't, oh, it made me so happy. And it didn't even make them look bad because they had to wrestle five people, basically. Uh, they were wrestling a million people to defend their belt. So mm-hmm. Kevin and Sammy come out looking like complete champions for even trying. But,
1: yep. oh, it made me
0: so happy. I could watch it again right now. In fact, we should just stop doing this and just put it back on. Put it on again. Uh, put yeah. it on share screen. Uh, I want to watch it. And just what a star
2: Damien Priest is. I'm yeah. so happy that, like, he was able to show his value because obviously it's been there. It doesn't come out of, you know, fucking nowhere. But he was able to show his value with that great Bad Bunny match and, like, coaching Bad Bunny through that and working him through that for that match for them to see that, like, oh, this dude is gold when we get it right and they finally are
1: you know what makes me sad when i see damian priest not for him i think he's great and i'm super happy for him i think back to when keith lee and dominic Dajakovic wrestled each other 800 times and each time Mm. it was a fantastic match which dominic Dajakovic never won and i was like that guy is gonna like obviously keith lee's gonna be a star newsflash they they fucked up with him vince fucked up and now tony's fucked up it's great. Now he's not on any television barely. But um I thought Dominic Dijakovic was going to be a huge star because he had guy was a decent promo. Mm-hmm. He's good in he's really good in the ring. He's big which Vince likes. I was like there's just no way this guy isn't going to get a decent shot, and they put those fucking masks on them. I can't even remember which one he was. Was he LoJack? It was just he, doesn't was matter.
0: It does. He was Applejack. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Cotton candy. I they can't all remember. had names. He was Applejack.
2: They, they, yeah. They all had names like fucking, uh, like fucking Joe Biden enemies. They're all like <laughs> corn pop and fucking. <laughs> Like what are we doing? What are we doing, Vince? God. Yeah. You got. Look, put down your copy of The Outsiders and come up with some real
1: name. (laughs)
0: Just far right My Little Pony names. It's it's Scranton
1: Warriors. Come out and play, yay! Yeah. Also, we have Jay Uso is now officially on Raw. They're spinning him off into into solo status now. While Jimmy is going to be dealing with the stuff. By the way, no bloodline didn't miss it. Like I, I think there are there may be people who I know a guy. Who's like this is taking forever? I'm like, well, no, they're taking a break. Yeah, if it was on Good, every week, that
2: way we actually care about it when
0: it comes yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. When, when something perfectly happens. Perfectly well paced, and we've got Judgment Day yeah. to be looking at. Like, the, look over here, look over here. I'm waving my car keys at the baby, yes. and I am that baby, and I'm saying, "Oh, cockies. Uh that's fine by me." Uh, oh, what's Ripley? Yeah, I mean, my only, my only, it's not even a complaint. My only, like, huh, my only Arrested Development. Her huh, uh, is that they really thought they could. Fob me off with Shins- Shinsuke, uh Seth, you know. I like that's the yeah. only thing, and I say that as someone who loves Shinsuke and I'm happy to see this go on. Um, but I'm like, oh, this is this is how we're finishing this. Maybe we should have done the cage match, fellas, or maybe we should have done the tag match. I don't know. That's my only question of it. I am, I loved John Cena, Jimmy Uso, loved it. Mm. Yum yum num num mm-hmm. num num num. Uh, and I know when he said the wrong Uso quit we're thinking about Jay, but they're like, he's talking about Naomi in my, that's my head canon. That's Lindsay's canon. He was talking about Naomi in my head. Feel free to come and live in this Delulu with me. It's great. I just
2: kept thinking of like, walk hard, like the wrong kid died, (laughs) the wrong (laughs) ooze left. Also, yes, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sorry. That thing with The Miz, where he did like the fake, like he did the internet meme where like you couldn't see John Cena like coming out for raw or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh was I heard about it before I saw it and it was so much more fun than I thought it was and it is 100% due to the cameraman fucking claps to you. People were saying it was Stu. Claps, claps, claps to that dude for knowing the exact choreography of a John Cena entrance and performing it perfectly. It was yeah. Like that was what did the segment. They shot him like you'd shoot like you'd shoot a ghost. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Also, congratulations to L.A. Knight. Really good match. He and Miz had a good match. I liked Cena as the referee. It created a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Like it created another fun little story. John Cena obviously giving him the handshake is a big deal. It's the same thing as John Cena getting the handshake yep. from the Undertaker his first night there. But uh, I, I think I think it's time for him to he's got to start chasing a title like yeah we got to put him into the mix for no, something no
2: it's time i'm sure that we'll start getting it when it come, when the road starts like heating back up i I'm sorry, John Cena went full fucking method actor. Like, yeah, show me how to be, show me how to be a referee. He's in there, he's being as loud as he usually is. Oh, I missed you Colin Spots, baby. And he's like, you know, break it up, break it up, get off the ropes. Like he did the Tom Spiracy stance when they were backstage. Cause I was like, it ain't that tall. And then you look and like, he's clearly got his legs spread. So he looks shorter than him. Yeah. He mentioned my Boo Fang, uh, Lance Catamaran. Just fucking big claps. John Cena was in his acting bag. Yep. Uh, he was like, look, you, lo- you use it or you lose it. And I am on
0: strike. I am <laughs> using it. Yeah, he was acting so hard. That may have been in direct violation of SAG rules. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. He was acting so hard. Uh, and I appreciate him laying all on the line for us like that. What a guy. What a guy! What a what a champ! What a ch- you, The champ is yeah, here. Yeah, you go take your shoes off and enjoy a cigar, John. That's what you should do. Yeah, but do yeah. take your shoes off. You cross your moat, leave the ladies in the <laughs> living room, and go to your cigar
2: room, like you know you You've want to. Earned
0: this one. <laughs>
1: you earned it. Stay part of the. <laughs> Stay part of the conversation with Tights and Fights On all of our social media channels Including Blue Sky Most of us are on there too Links are in the show notes When we come back The Intercontinental Championship That's up next on Tights and Fights Danielle, do you hear this?
2: Oh, why that sounds like a set
0: of dice being rolled That's right. And there's no better place for dice than our new sponsor, Greenleaf Geek. (gasps) Can you believe it? Can you believe it?
1: I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Greenleaf Geek is the perfect place to get handmade and curated dice and gear for geeks. These are the same dice in such great tabletop RPGs as Critical Role and your show, Kolok, Danielle. Tell us about your experience with these awesome dice
2: because they're obviously like, they're, they're a company, they're doing it all by themselves. They're not in the in the pocket of big dice, you know? <laughs> um, so they're making like these great sets. A huge part of having fun when you're playing TTRPGs is playing with your dice and annoying the rest of the players around the table, whether they're the matte or whether they're glossy. Whether they've got designs or they're some of the more kind of basic types, I really, really enjoyed playing with these dice. I love playing with them on Kolok. Everyone got a chance to go see them. It's actually pretty cool that we have a dice company here that I've worked with that uh, wanted to do a sponsorship on the
0: show. Um, thank you. all I appreciate that. And go, good dice. Good dice. And more excitingly, even than the dice being good, which they are, as we now know. You can get amazing dice like those with Greenleaf's new adventure calendar. Do you see what I did there? Adventure yeah. calendar. Christmases are coming, Christmases are coming, Uh, but these are good all year. The adventure calendar boxes. There are three tiers of boxes available. Each has at least four sets of dice, an exclusive illustrated one-shot digital download coloring pages, and more surprises you can discover each day. Plus, they ship anywhere in the world.
1: Like to me, because I'm talking about you here on this podcast. Here's the catch, though. (laughs) Each box is only available until they sell out. That means once this value is gone... It's gone. Bye-bye.
2: And to make this value even better for our Tights and Fights listeners, y'all can pre-order any Advent, oh, that is fun, Lindsay, Advent tier box of your choice with a special discount. Visit greenleafgeek.com and use the coupon code TIGHTS for $5 off any Advent, <laughs> it's your calendar. That's greenleafgeek.com and coupon code TIGHTS. <laughs> Fights and
1: Fights is the name. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. Now it's time to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Nice, kid. Rhymes with shit. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate. I Look at this face. And a hard-fought victory. Oh, live house. What? what? The Intercontinental Championship is one of the longest-running championships in WWE. It's been held by tons of all-timers as the worker or stepping stone title before someone is ready to hold the World Championship. Of course. It was won in a mysterious tournament in Puerto Rico by Pat Patterson, the very first intercontinental champion, who returned to the United States, the the proper, uh, the actual states, the state parts of the states, to uh, defend it. There was a time where I could do the entire lin- lineage from Pat Patterson all the way down. It's very impressive. Probably to like maybe United States, Canada, 2010s. Mexico,
2: Panama.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Dama Rocco Tito Santana.
0: I want someone to make up that song now and send it in to us and we will play it. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, it was my favorite championship as as a kid and still to this day, even coming back in the Attitude Era when it was Jericho and Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle, uh, just yeah. a ton of great IC champions. Eddie Guerrero as well
2: speaking speaking of china like i will go back and watch oh. that icy run that's like a rainy day i'm in a bummer summer mood i'm mm-hmm. going to go back and watch the run up to that i'm going to go back and watch the kitchen sink match i'm going to go back and watch uh when her and jericho were co-intercontinental champions i'm going to go do mm-hmm.
1: all that yeah, yeah
0: i mean i don't i don't know if i've ever mentioned that i enjoy bret hart here Uh, But Mm -hmm. the IC belt was always... I mean, it was my gateway drug. This is how I came in. This is when I came in. Like, the Bret Hart... (laughs) i talked about this before. I don't know why I'm suddenly shy. But the Bret uh, Hart-Mr. Perfect SummerSlam match, clearly my sexual awakening. Why does that man have a bulge in his panties after losing the match? Big brother? And my brother saying, stop looking at it. Stop looking at it. Like, I can't. (laughs) I can't stop looking at it. I guess that's how much he loves this championship. And now I love <laughs> that championship. And then I loved it. The whole run, all the way then through Brett, Owen, SummerSlam 92. Like yes. I'm no wrestling historian. I am an enthusiast. Uh, is the only way I can refer to myself. But that that whole period, that Brett, Mr. Perfect, Owen, that year, 91, 92, mm-hmm.
1: SummerSlam, SummerSlam.
0: Piper. Piper. I mean, all of it. It just that's that's my, my best bits. That's where my love began
1: I think I saw Randy Savage defend the Intercontinental title I'm pretty sure I did against Paul Orndorf at the Spectrum D- Around like Wrestlemania 2 like that time like, wow. that. It was in between 2 and 3 And that was the first like live wrestling event that I ever went to And he was a spectacular Intercontinental champion And I felt like at the time that he had the belt forever And I think it was less than a year in retrospect Obviously Shorter time than the Honky Tonk Man had it, but his feud with, with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was a Ooh. formative feud for me. I've talked about it a million times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite yeah. match of all time is an IC title match. Two of the greatest ladder matches of all time are both IC titles: the yeah. Benoit Jericho, and then of course the the original IC title match at some was it SummerSlam '91 or '90? No, are talking about? Razor and, Shawn. Razor and Sean.
0: Razor and Sean, yeah. Yeah, so is that
1: 90? No, it's a little later. It's 93, I think. 93. So 93. It was after 93, Wembley. Yeah. No, yeah. 94. SummerSlam oh. 94. That's when it was. Ha ha ha. Oh, I think that's I remember. a great fucking match, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Sean was a great IC champion. Diesel was a great IC champ. Like, you have so many great people. in the. you know, somebody on Twitter. Recently said the Miz is the greatest IC champion of all time, and and I don't know that I agree with that assessment, but he's got to be up there because he's held the title more than anybody. He is a formative figure in that in the modern history of that title.
2: Yeah, I think it's part of also. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of like the title has to do like it, it's it's more about length of runs for most people than it is how many times you've had it. Right. But also, I think I think the the Miz gets discounted and I'm probably equally going to discount him for this. So I'll just say that right now. Because like at this point when you think of the Miz, I don't know that I necessarily think of like his accomplishments as far as titles go. I think about like all of the people that he has like at least attempted to help get over because that's what Miz does. You put somebody in the ring with Miz because you're trying to show people like Hey, like you're trying to get them over, you're trying to get them to the point where they can have like that mid title match. They can they can start going after an icy title. So I guess for me, like that's kind of, and I don't think that's a bad legacy to have to be the guy that's so good and so dependable that you will always stay employed as long as you want to. And you're known for being the guy that makes everyone look good and like helps people get over. That's That's a dope part of the chessboard to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sort of say, Dolph Ziggler was a was pretty good IC champ. He had it for a while. Then there are like people who you forget were the IC champ, like Luke Harper, RIP. Mm-hmm. He was oh, the yeah, IC. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. the IC champ for a little while. Road Dog was the IC champ. Kane had the yeah. IC title for a little bit. Kane makes
0: sense because that was yeah. Got to have yeah. all of the things. I mean, I was a huge huge yeah. fan when Cody brought back the white belt. That was like mm-hmm. a big moment for me. And Cody's run there, I thought was meaningful that's meaningful for a former evp i understand he used to be an evp and he knows how to take care of business i heard that yeah that's maybe that's why in his business mindset he brought back that white belt
1: why did you feel the need to replace the intercontinental championship are you serious everybody knows that the intercontinental championship used to mean something it mattered people put their Faith in it. SummerSlam 1992. there were 70 something thousand people, and you know what the last match was? It was for the Intercontinental Championship. Admit this guy is next in line. The three great world champions of the Attitude Era, Triple H, Stone Cold, and The Rock, all held the IC title on their way up towards the top. They had the the new design came from I think that wasn't it the new design came from the rock throwing. One of them threw. It was the the two of them feuding. One of them threw that that version of the IC title into a river, and that's what brought about the the oval belt, which is the one that's my favorite design. I I love this.
2: Remember which one of those it was that did? I want to say it was The Rock when he was the corporate champ.
1: Sounds like the no. I think it was Stone Cold because it would have pissed The Rock off. Okay, Stone Cold wouldn't have cared as much about the belt because he would have had a new one. It hurts me to do this, but I really don't give a damn about you or the WWF. So I'll see you a little bit later. Oh, my. No! There goes the belt! And that's the bottom line because the 3-1-6 sets You piece of
2: trash. Let him swim out there and find the damn thing. If he's lucky, he'll find it. If he don't, maybe he'll drown.
0: I really don't give a damn what he does.
1: I have the the classic version of the IC title over my shoulder. I love that oval version cuz I thought it was different. But mm-hmm. this is still nice. I think the belts they have now are so sterile. They just all look too same same
2: for me. They look like they're trying to like both have the prestige of like what these older belts look like and then you just like slap an app icon on top. I don't like mm-hmm. just the blatant branding on the belts now. They just look like corporate branding. There isn't a lot of like art to it it, it yeah. literally just looks like a touchscreen
0: i just want a belt to look like a belt not to look like i did it in canva like, <laughs> no, that's all i'm asking for there are artisans out there whose job it is to make those beautiful beautiful things and i did look it up because this is live journalism folks and it was austin uh through the rocks i see belt into the river in 1997 yeah ah,
1: yes. way back when and then he and the Rock and Triple H in 98 had a ladder match. Had a very good ladder match over the IC title. That Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat feud was was incredible. And of course it culminated in Ricky Steamboat winning the title. And you thought he was poised to have this long run. Then he has a random match against this Elvis impersonator, Jerry Lawler's cousin, the Honky Tonk Man, who wins the belt, cheats and wins the belt, and then goes on, what, a 456-day run? With the title before he loses it to the Ultimate Warrior in about ten seconds, but he really defined. You know, he held on to it that long because he cheated over and over and over again until he met somebody who he just didn't have time to cheat. The guy beat him too fast.
2: No disrespect to to uh, 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 Mr. Tonk, but Mr. This Man, was not please. Mr. Man. Sorry, this is, thank you, Mr. This this Man. Is full and proper name. This yeah. was uh, I'll use his government, Mr. Man. <laughs> um, I. Was not watching wrestling a lot during this period. I had like the same kind of uh, knowledge of wrestling that any kid my age would have had. Wh- why? Why did you? Why him? Why?
0: Why did you guys like him? Does it help you to know that Jeff, a fifty-two-year-old man, had the exact same reaction uh, when yes. he yeah. dug into the Hoggy Tonk Man recently uh, when he just- was finding because he loves Gunther and wanted to know more about this record that was about to be broken, and his exact yeah. response was, "Really? This guy?" Like yeah, yeah, this guy.
1: My, my impression <laughs> whole of it. A bunch of time. N- now going back and looking at it through the eyes of the modern wrestling fan, where we're where we're, we're interested in the why and not mm-hmm. the what. I think he was holding on to it until they found somebody who they wanted to beat him. So it wasn't really you know they weren't really making it. Brett was still a tag team wrestler. He was still pretty heavily in involved in the Hart Foundation at that time. Him and him and Jim Neidhart. So it wasn't his time quite yet. And honky tonk man, like I I hated him. I hated him. You hated him so much you okay, wanted nothing so that's more. Why. Yeah, you he was the ultimate chicken shit heel because everybody he, he was the heel that everybody can beat. And like mm-hmm. he just cheats. He's not that good. Which yeah. is which is a great guide to yeah, your the anticipation for someone to beat him built up, and I don't think they delivered on the moment. Outside of the fact that everybody mm-hmm. loved the Ultimate Warrior, but Gunther is the opposite. He is nobody seems to be able to beat him, yeah. and if he cheats, then it's a sign of how good you are. But he is a spectacular champion. Yes, and, and I think to, was it today? Is it this week that he passes?
0: Yeah, 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 it was like immediately, almost immediately was, after, right? It was very, yeah. mm-hmm. he definitely has hit it now. So good for Gunther.
2: Also, uh, just just a point to make, uh, Gunther is also super cheery and smiley in real life. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. That is also who he is in real life. If you've ever seen his Instagram or God, all of the videos from his wedding. Oh. Um, he is just a big galoot in real life. But uh, you know who we're not ready for? Big Galoot Gunter.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been a spectacular champion. It's time for him to lose the belt. He's got the record because I think he needs to be in the main event. Yeah, it's like time for I him would move love to see him during the. I don't run. care if he loses to Roman. I don't expect him to beat him, but I think that would be an outstanding match. Like I just think that would be a great match to see on the road to WrestleMania. I agree. He, he could do it.
2: Him and his homies, uh, they need... Y'all already know what I'm going to say. They need a lady. Give them a lady. <laughs> Give them a lady. Put him up in the main title picture during the road, which I firmly think that during the road now is when they're going to start look, like putting him in. And I don't think he'll win, but he'll be in the picture. And then he's got his crew. Uh, And then, I don't know, you add... Oh, that has got to be... Uh, some fucking European woman there somewhere because then uh, that's also, that could be a fun thing with Are My Babies and Judgment Day? Yeah, I think she's, Also, I just I, think every I think every faction should have a woman.
0: I just do. Because then they could also go up against the LWO. I don't know. I just like it. Well, I mean, yeah, and when they've been you've had uh, your man flirting with uh, Maxine Dupree it's like, you know what you really need is, is a lady to wrestle Maxine Dupree and then we wouldn't yep. have to have the unpleasant the unpleasantness of the flooding. We wouldn't have to have that. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many ladies. They have so many yeah. ladies. Let's a lady.
1: Do you think Chad Gable's the right guy to end the reign?
0: Do you know what? I'd be fine with I it. Do. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who would be right because I, I love, I love Gunther so much, and I, I love him with gold around his waist. Um, but you're right. It needs to move on. I think they've done a really beautiful job of. Evolving his character so slightly I know mm. we've talked about this before Where he's just gotten really smug and arrogant And doesn't Believe he can be beaten Like he really thinks he's invulnerable now Which which will end yeah. up being his downfall As as it always is in wrestling Which is why wrestling is better than real life um, I would be <laughs> Totally happy with Chad Gable Getting it because I think he's earned it I think that boy has worked So hard For so long what he's done for other wrestlers, the number of people he's put over, the number of people he's made look amazing. They made him feel really special this week. I thought they did an incredible job of making him look really special. And I think we might owe it to his kid. I think we might owe it to that kid that was absolutely hysterical at the end of Raw because she has not been smartened up to the business. (laughs) That's what I know. Also, I do want to give it up for uh,
2: his best friend slash Kurt Angle's fake black son, because I do believe Jason Jordan produced that match. Sure did. And we got to see a little bit of him and them talking in like a backstage segment of them just being like, I'm proud of you. No, I'm proud of you. And then me being like, Jason, you you probably should have rehearsed some talking before you got back on camera, but it's good. (laughs) I'm happy to see you, but say hi to your dad for me. And then, you know, when you look at them like together, it's like but Chad Gable already looks like okay he already (laughs) looks like Angle why are we doing genetics math like why are we doing mulatto math like just (laughs) you should have just been because because wrestling
0: that would have been too easy
2: it would have been too logical because (laughs) wrestling just reminds me of when Vince McMahon's trying to find his son and he's like "All right, everybody African American get the fuck out the ring oh god
1: (laughs) oh my lord well if you've got anything to say about the intercontinental championship visit us on our social media channels via the show notes that's where all the links are when we come back we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you that's up next on tights and fights somewhere in an alternate universe where hollywood is smarter and the Emmy nominees
0: for Outstanding Comedy Series are... Jet Pacula, Airport Marriott, Thrupple, Dear America, We've Seen You Naked, and Allah in the Family.
1: In our stupid universe, you can't see any of these shows, but you can listen to them on Dead Pilot Society... The podcast that brings you hilarious comedy pilots that the networks and streamers bought but never made. Journey to the alternate television universe of Dead Pilot Society on MaximumFun.org. I'm Jesse Thorne.
0: Bullseye is celebrating 50 years of hip-hop by bringing you
1: an entire month of brand new interviews with rappers. That means
2: Jeezy. I put my pain in the music.
1: Angie Stone. You know,
0: hip hops. We called them hops back then. Master P. Music is what's going to
2: open the doors for us, but whatever we come up with after this, it's going to be
1: bigger. Plus, Chica, Saba, even the greatest of them all, Rakim. That's this September. Open up that podcast app, type in Bullseye, and hit subscribe. You're not going to want to miss any of this.
2: The fights
1: and fights is the name. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsey Kelp. And it's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. One, two, three. Here I am. That was it. Danielle, what would you like to put over?
2: Christian has been doing. Such an amazing job of being the anti-dad on AEW. He started the scrum, uh, his version of the scrum after the pay-per-view by saying, how are all of your dads doing? Um, He... It's become like a cute meme at this point. But in addition to him being the turtleneck dude that talks shit about people's dead dads, he is also still Christian who obviously loves what he does. And his newest thing is, is like if he sees a belt, he takes the belt. And so there is a great, it looks like, I don't, I can't tell if it's like Starcast or something, but there's like a backstage VIP kind of interaction with a little fan. And he's taking the picture with her. And, just like takes her belt and like stands behind her, looking all menacing, and then in the end gives it back, and he's all smiles, talking to her, talking to her family, and it was so cute. So uh, I think that there's some audio in it, but if not, it'll be linked down in the show notes. It was very cute. I like when wrestlers are cute and good to the children because uh, they're the future of merchandise sales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lindsay.
0: Oh, I um, I had like a thousand things again that I wanted to put over. It makes me so happy, right? But I did make a choice and only because it made me laugh. So Finn Balor and Damian Priest were on the bump. <laughs> they answered some rapid fire Q&As. You can go watch it for yourself and, and you can also join me in campaigning to get Ride Long brought back but just with the judgment day. Cause I yeah. want to see those four in a car on the road more than life itself. But there was a little moment where they discussed uh, who is the pickiest eater on the road. And the answer is, is only what you expect, but also it filled me with so much joy. Who's the pickiest eater?
1: Dom, hands down Dom. What? Cause he only, he only eats one meal. What is it? So we had, wherever we go, if they don't have that meal, it's kind of like, oh, what do we do? Now we got to pick a different restaurant. Chicken tenders That's all he is. He's an infant. <laughs>
2: who drives? If someone has to drive, who does it?
1: Best wheelman in the business.
2: Really? Gets who sits shotgun?
1: He navigates. I drive. Ria that picks the gyms and uh, restaurants. Dom kind of just hangs.
0: Dom is an infant, as, as they put. Out, he is an infant. Dom, Dom. It's like he needs Dom, chicken nuggets. He needs his tendies. He... Yeah, he needs his tendies. He went to prison. <laughs> he went to jail. Let him have his tendies. Yeah, no tendies in jail. He's making mm-hmm. up for it. Uh, it dum, made dum, me dum. so happy. He is basically the baby Yoda of the group, and I will hear nothing <laughs> else about it.
1: <laughs> As for me, we we talked about Gunther and his legendary, now record-breaking IC title run, but uh, Chris Van Vliet, interviewed him recently and had a question about one of his signature strikes. And here is his answer. Have your chops always been that hard? I guess, yeah. Do you have massive hands? Is that what this is? Well, that's a very, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a big hand. I, ha- I have long limbs as well. So when I started wrestling, I was just always thinking, what could I do in a ring that makes sense for me? I have long limbs, so I got to use them the most effective way possible. You got to use your forearm as well, not just your hands. See, look, logic. He says, for, I have long, I have big hands and long arms, so I need to figure out what would make the sense for me to use them in the most effective way possible. This is why this man is, is a five-star match machine, because he understands the logic, he gets the assignment. He's great.
2: Just one time, I want to see him mush someone's head and just hold
0: them out while they try to, like, <laughs> windmill back on it.
1: And he, he eats that ice cream cone. Let, let me add him. Yeah. Let
0: me add him. Full scrappy do. <laughs> I'll beat you
1: up when I'm finished with my ice cream, and then he's he <laughs> yeah, exactly, just ice cream.
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna have to break your skull a little bit. And then he pushes. Anyway, <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Loveland. You can uh, find out a way to support. Both of the striking guilds, both the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild. And who knows when that strike could uh, expand on the SAG side. We hope it doesn't, but it might. We hope it all comes to an end. We all want to go back to work. Danielle?
2: Yes. President of Hollywood, um, can you make the strike end? Because I got (laughs) bills. Um, But places that you can see me that I am allowed to talk about, I am still, now we just released on Wednesday, the same day we're recording this, so it's actually happening right now as I'm talking. We just released uh, the penultimate, the fifth episode of Dimension 20's Mentopolis, which was a grand old super fun time. And then on Thursday will have been the uh, Adventure uh, adventure Party Talkback. So uh, go check those out. And yeah, that's great. Go check those things out because uh, they're good and they like me and I... Money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Lindsay? I like working there in money. Um, Go help Danielle with money. <laughs> like, go watch Danielle's thing. Um, I, I have a book out. It's out. Love Me Do is now out in the US and Canada. So it's out in the UK or it was already out. It's now out in the US and Canada. You can get it from... Any old bookstore, you can get someone to get it for you, if they don't have it in, you can say, get it, get it, bookstore. You can get it from your library, you can get it on ebook, you can get it on audiobook. Please, please, again, because I also enjoy paying my bills. Um, So please consider buying my book uh, and buying it for everyone you've ever met. The holidays are coming up and it's a hell of a read, people. Hell of a read. That that's it for me. Just please. See? For the love of God, just, buy books. I
2: just almost made a pop culture reference to a cartoon I used to love where the person on it was, used to have had like a standee that would go, buy my book. And it was hilarious. And I used to reference it all the time when I had books do it. that I was selling. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But you Hold see, back. all of Do you, um, can you imagine how many pop culture references we have? deliberately had to not do on this podcast. We and haven't have even,
0: we haven't mentioned Sophie Jenner and Joe Jonas's divorce, which I really tried to tie into wrestling somehow because it's just top of mind for me, uh, uh, but I couldn't do Look. it. I couldn't do it. I'm it was hard. a real it's challenge for me. Wait. That's fine. I guess that's how it's wrestling.
1: <laughs> our producer is walking on punch. Julian Burrell, senior producer maximum fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. So we're putting him over for that, but who knows? Maybe Joe Jonas will come. Sing a song for us now. Nicky most He will not.
0: You'll see how the tables have turned he here.
1: He might. Thank he, you to all I the MaxFun members that keep this show going. Fair enough. We won't do it. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. The links for those are in the show notes. Find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at MaxFunStore.com. I'm wearing it and waving it around. Celebrate Yay. Ice Cream Christmas all year long. The most comfortable shirt I own. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Yeah. Here comes the
2: pain, down to the masters. This is a podcast, they are podcasters. Fun's the network, Dice and Bites is the name.
1: Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artists-owned
0: shows, supported directly by you.